Susanna Rantanen, and I want to welcome you back to building a modern employee brand podcast. Employee branding on an operational level is mainly the work of marketing and communication. In essence, we have something we want to say and we have an audience in mind that we want to say to. And when we talk about employer branding, the difference between just employer marketing or employer communication is that with the use of marketing and communication messages and actions, uh, we attempt to build, to form uh, an emotional connection between what we're talking about and the audience that we're trying to reach. That's the difference between just communicating uh, to an employee audience uh, versus uh, building an employer brand. Imagine yourself in front of a microphone on a huge stage and in front of you is a massive audience. So what would you do if it was your responsibility to make sure that audience did not decide to leave the, this, this place the minute you open your mouth. Now, let's make it harder. What would you do if you were personally responsible for returning the money they paid for that ticket if you failed to deliver what they, what they assumed that they came for uh, to hear or to listen to? So I bet your answer is that I would, of course, find out what they expected to see and hear and make sure that I deliver it. And for you to do that, you will have to understand your audience, you know, about what they expect, what they're interested in and what will make them want to keep their attention on you and not to leave. So you would do this because you wouldn't want to end up in a position where you had to return all the money for their tickets. So in this episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand Podcast, I want to talk about the talent audiences of our own employee brand. Because most companies are like you would be in this imaginary situation on that stage in front of a huge audience and in a position where you can make your audience really interested in what you have to say and really happy to give you their attention and give them such an experience that they want to come back and listen to you again. Yet what they do is, um, I mean, the companies, what what we mostly do is that we have no idea who are all those people in our audience and what they actually expect to hear from us or what will keep them interested in paying attention to us for more than uh, two seconds. And if you just, you know, hop on that stage and uh, pick up the microphone and, you know, talk to them or sing to them what you personally like, And if you assume that they are also interested in what you personally like, you are likely to go wrong. There's a huge risk that you will go wrong. And most talent marketeers end up costing their employers a lot of money because their audience left and never came back. In uh, the last week's episode, I spoke about the difference between your recruiting audiences and your employer branding audience, because these audiences are, in fact, very, very different audiences, even if we 
kind of like to pile them together and assume that they are the same. But they are not equally interested in us or equally interested in the same kinds of messages from us. In this week's episode, I will go into talent segmentation in uh, this modern employer branding method. And uh, there is actually a PDF that I created for you that you can download from my website if uh, this is of something uh, value for you. It's free. So you can find that PDF link on the show notes episode of this podcast. So modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast one six. So let's talk about the difference between talent audience and talent segmentation. Talent audiences are members of the public who we look at from the angle of, you know, career and professional skills. Obviously, not every single talent out there is uh, relevant to our business, nor should they belong to a talent or than an audience who we try to reach through those talent marketing activities. Uh, not every single talent out there, even if they knew sort of technically or their competence represented what we're looking for, uh, they're not necessarily still relevant to our business. It could be simply based on because they don't even live where our business is, but it oftentimes and more times now than before, it's also about that willing uh, or that wanting to to match your um, you know, talents with uh, your values and your purpose and, you know, your way of doing, way of operating. So when we talk about segmenting our talent audiences, we talk about actually grouping people based on whatever criteria that we have chosen to use as the segmentation criteria. So when we talk about recruiting and, and about talent audiences in, in, in recruiting, uh, we're talking about competence profiles. But when we are in employer branding, you can use similar competence profiles as your talent audiences, target audiences in employer branding. But if you have more than four, the work, the employer branding is going to get really raw, really hard because you would have to tailor your messages to all of these different groups. And um, that's going to be a huge commitment resource and budget wise and most employers just are not going to give you that kind of resources and that kind of budget so therefore leaving that kind of competence-based talent audiences to recruiting where you're dealing with just one competence profile at a time and then using a little bit different kind of segmentation logic in employer branding is much more effective way to use your resources and deliver the results that you need employer branding to deliver to you. So for example, when a business says that they hire for the culture, this means that they have created a talent segment of culture fit talents. So these talents are not only professionally capable of doing the job the business needs to be done, but they also match with additional, uh, for example, behavioristic or value-based criteria that the business sees as important criteria in the talents that they want to hire. But segmenting is not just that. We can also group talents into different audience segments based on other criteria, for example, their, uh, for example, their length of career or their 
you know, the stage of life, whether they are single and young or whether they have small kids and are living in the rush hours or whether they are more mature with, the, you know, the children that have sort of left the nest. So we can also segment based on these kind of things, location, personal interests and hobbies, uh, assume next stage in their career or the ideal direction that, uh, of their career. Talents um, who have successfully survived from the rush years that are ready to come back to work and like put everything into their career. Or as said, the behavioristic characteristics or value-based characteristics. So when we talk about a modern uh, employer branding related segmentation, do not interpret this kind of choice of selection criteria with recruitment. Because sometimes I do get, I do find that people get it wrong in a way that they get totally wound out about assuming that this is like discriminating people in your recommend processes. But the segmentation is not done to hire. You still have your hiring criteria and you have to follow obviously the law in terms of like how you choose uh, candidates for your processes and who you you know choose to hire and so on so this is not about discriminating anybody this is simply about grouping people based on elements that are mutual that connect them and that connect you and your business so that you can um, find stuff to talk about so uh, segmentation and this use of personas for example, marketing personas, is very common practice in inbound marketing. And if uh, that kind of marketing persona is a not familiar concept to you, just put it on Google and you'll find plenty of information about it. And uh, I've chosen to use the same kind of practice here in employer branding side, but I'm talking about obviously talent personas. And we do this to grow our own understanding of what makes our uh, target audiences tick. So in fact, what is oftentimes forgotten in recruiting is that the talents that we want to pursue are, in fact, human beings with various and often very personal needs and expectations and choices and preferences and, and wishes that may greatly impact what they base their career-related decisions on. So most companies only talk about work and they talk about general benefits and expect everyone in their talent audience to be like super excited about those unique and competitive benefits that are actually 13 in a dozen and add no value to a talent's life. But when we use segmentation in employer branding, we are forced to actually look beyond this layer of professional skills and evaluate and learn more about that human being, that person behind their professional skill and competence layer. And when we learn more about the human beings we already employ, as well as would like to employ, we are in a much, in a much, much, much stronger position to actually develop and deliver messages of value and of relevance to those people that we want to want to pay their attention to us and listen to us. And that is also a great way to differentiate your marketing messages from the, those of your competition. Why would we want to segment? What is the value of segmentation? So the value of talent segmentation, I believe, is huge. And based on my experience, uh, the most common value 
are the uh, following two. So first of all, uh, as said before, when you segment, when you group in a different way, it allows large companies to cut down the number of target audiences. And um, also furthermore, when you do this kind of segmentation work, you, you are forced to learn more about the human beings behind that professional layer. And that is um, that gives you so that puts you in a so much better place uh, to find actually something different yet very relevant to base your employer branding messages on. Just to clarify my thought here. So when a company uses recruitment profiles, such as uh, B2B sales uh, person or software developer or talent acquisition professional or digital marketer or social media community manager, they are likely to end up talk about the job, the career opportunities, the benefits, uh, the sort of the latest strengths and tools, for example, in relation to that role. But if you focus on only on these topics, and we know that, you know, your hundred or thousand other employers targeting the same talents are also doing that, what is the likelihood of you being able to actually be that one company that wins their attention and stands out with your messages? After all, you know, sales job is a, is a sales job regardless of where you work. So, you know, what really makes a difference are different kinds of things than what the job is about. But if you were to segment, if you were to group together your ideal talent audiences in sales and in software development, these two very different competence uh, profiles, you could segment these two together based on some other mutual characteristic than the basic job-related characteristics, you would no longer talk about the sales job or you would no longer talk about the software development job as such, but you would figure out what else is common and interesting between your business and between the person who works in sales and between the person who works in software development. And I bet your message would then stand out and be different from those all other messages that were about the job, the sales job, or the software development job. So the value of segmentation gives giving when you look outside the box and understand that behind the surface of all these professional roles, we are human beings made of so many other matters than just the skills everyone talks about. And when we enter this path, where we are able to find almost an endless amount of stuff to talk about. So the purpose of employer branding is to stand out uh, as a different kind of option to those talents that you would like to hire one day. And this cannot be achieved if we continue to use our voice just exactly for the same kinds of messages that our competition does. And furthermore, if you really care about who you guys hire in your business, you will find that your ideal talent uh, also really cares about who they choose as their next place of work, be it today, be it six months, or be it two years down the road. And the decision is not going to be about the tasks they do. It's about why they do it, with whom they do it, why they should 
father and what difference does it all make and how this all will make their own life better, not just now, but in the future as well. And that's where the key of this message lies. That is what modern eminent employee branding is about. That's why changing your focus from recruitment to this actual employer branding focus will in fact deliver you the value what the modern employer brand can offer to you. But it all starts and it really, really, really focuses around those target talents that your business needs in the coming years. So not those profiles that you're currently recruiting. And the more you understand who these ideal talents are, the more value your employer branding work is able to deliver you. So talent segmentation is an excellent tool to get your mind outside the box of recruitment profiles. What do you think about this? Let's uh, have a conversation online. So uh, you can find me on the socials, HR podcast on Instagram, for example, Rantanen Susanna on Instagram, on uh, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on I am on Twitter, but I don't, I don't prefer it at the moment, let's be honest. So I'm not there on a daily basis, but LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. But please join me again next week on Wednesday for a new episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast. And as said, you can find the show notes article of this episode on my blog at modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast 16. That's for 16. So it's moi moi until next week.